0: The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. While Grazex is primarily intended for consumption by beasts, it can also be used as a fuel, which burns with a pale green flame at a temperature that can melt diamonds. For 10% off your order, use the code and Dairy. Next time our salesmen are in town. Hello and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and printed magazine brought to you by Grazex. We've got a very exciting musical exclusive for you later, but first we cast our minds back five years to the Cumberfeld cow disaster of 2010. This week, the first trailer for a new major movie based on the events of the day was released. The film, called Cattle is the Cruelest Sea, has been created by veteran director Gavin O'Malley and Tamashed Morang, a first-time screenwriter and established playwright famous for being the first person to ever write a play within 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 a play.
1: Barbara, why are there 180 cows running down the high street? I left the gate open. I left the gate open. Why did you do that again?
0: The movie opens in cinemas in February 2016. However, Hollywood, a world of glitzy stars, sumptuous banquets and valuable fabrics, couldn't be further away from life in Cumberfeld, a town still deeply affected by the events. Today, we hear the stories of the real people of Cumberfeld, five years on.
1: No, I'll, uh, I'll never forget the day the cows came.
0: Swarming through the town like massive black and white hooved bees. Peter Briggs owns a candle shop in Cumberfeld. Town weren't the same after that. Hoofmarks on Town Square. Hoofmarks on War Memorial. Hoofmarks in swimming pool. On December the 2nd, 2010, 180 cows owned by sisters Barbara and Teresa Wafton escaped from their field and made their way into the nearby town of Cumberfeld. Teresa Wafton looked out of her kitchen window and saw the 180 meat beasts making their terrible way towards the town. The bitch had done it again. Barbara Wafton had a history of leaving the gate open, something Teresa had always managed to cover up, but this time it was too late. Fiona Dingle works in a candle shop.
1: They wouldn't stop watching me, just quietly watching everything I was doing. What did they want? I still don't know. What? Did they, what did they want?
0: Philip Moonerum sells candles online.
1: Uh, what creeped me out most is that um, I I think they didn't think we'd notice uh, the way they were doing it. Um, I, I, I think they they thought they'd get away with it and. Uh, that arrogance! I, I I never thought I'd see that arrogance in a in a, in an ungulate or any any hoofed creature really.
0: David Owen sells candles from the back of a converted milk float. I I, I, just, feed it. I just knew it was looking into my eyes, it was like it knew about all the stakes I'd had. Francis Cranley sells candles door to door.
1: That was the invasion of privacy more than anything. Cows live in fields, not not towns. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. The psychological scars are still obvious, even all these years later. However, for some in the town, the events changed their lives for the better. One famous piece of footage seen across the world showed the peaceful communion of child and cow. Adam Jones is a master wick merchant
1: i just got back from the shopping and I'm standing outside my house and just over the road I saw there was a cow standing very near to my child, only uh, two or three metres away, I think. I was just a kid at the time, but I knew I had to be scared of them. Everyone knows the stories and the songs we sang in school would always end with Jesus being trampled to death or having his brain scrambled by a cow.
0: Felicity Jones was just 12 years old.
1: I was cornered. I thought that was it. But it slowly walked over to me and it looked into my eyes and I was overcome with this feeling of calm and I could speak to it. It, it wasn't a language, we could just feel each other's thoughts.
0: Trevor Arms helps troubled teenagers to the medium of candle making workshops
1: just seeing those cows in our town made me think like they belonged because they're just flesh and blood just like us aren't they they breathe air, they you know they, they nurse their children in the in the same way and, and and yet they're peaceful right they're not not kicking off with one another and uh, I just thought yeah we, we are one with these peaceful creatures and I I was moved and I I briefly I attempted to suckle on on one and that, I mean that, that didn't work out too well, but um, but, but already uh, it was a life changing moment, and and I got back in touch with with my own mother, uh, who I had not spoken to in fifteen years. Not to suckle, just to just to catch up.
0: Mr and Mrs McClintock, now retired, invented the singing candle.
1: Well, my wife and I, we loved it. We absolutely loved it because oh yes, oh yes. oh it was yes. wonderful. It's not that often you get to really like touch a cow oh, or wonderful. or oh. stroke it or give it a little kiss on the cheek. Oh lovely.
0: Damien Parts is a wax mixer. Never forget, I um, I was only wearing my pyjama top and I opened the curtains of my bedroom to greet the sun and I looked out into the street and I couldn't see the pavement and I couldn't see the tarmac. All I could see was a huge, juddering ocean of meat. It was, for me, it was like an eclipse or... I don't know, a bat that could talk. It was was just a a wonderful moment where nature serves you up something surprising. By midday, the entire town was filled with cows, and the people of the town were either cowering in their houses or out on the streets, lighting candles and greeting their new bovine friends. However, it couldn't last. Man and beast cannot live together, and once a cow has tasted freedom, no cattle grid can contain it. You may as well try and keep a T-Rex in a greenhouse. All 180 were rounded up by the police and torched. The last word goes to Robert Wrightworth, who sells candles on the dark web.
1: Until you felt the magic of a cow's eyes, the intensity of its stare, I don't think you can be said to have lived.
0: Next, a very exciting musical exclusive. Singer-songwriter Paul Paul, a long-time supporter of the network, has decided that he'd like to premiere his new single right here on the podcast. Paul Paul grew up as a milkmaid's bastard, and in his new album Churn, the troubadour explores memories from his childhood. The new single, Taste the Cream, was recorded at Rockfield Studios in Wales and samples a recording of Nobel Prize-winning scientist Professor Alvin Gregory. So here is its first public airing. This is Paul Paul's Taste the Cream.
1: Drink the milk, fill
0: up with wisdom, suck it all down, open up your third eye. Come with me,
1: take my hand, fill my cup from the magical glass. Taste the cream, the cry. Less is known about milk than the surface of the moon. Its magical properties are not understood at all by modern science. Milk, what are you? ship across the milky sea Milp it down
0: without a care Every glass of milk is a dairy bread So that's it for this month, but if you're after more beef and dairy news, get onto the website now where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as a prize draw to win a pair of tickets to Industrial Dispute, the musical, and a competition in which you could win a four-pack of Australian lager. Just imagine kicking back and drawing deeply from those alcoholic cans. Until next time, beef out. Hello, Benjamin Partridge here. Um, I'm behind the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I know I don't normally do credits, but um, we've been going for six months now and I've started feeling increasingly terrible about the fact that I'm not crediting the people who are the people who actually make this any good. Um, So I'm going to do a quick load of them now. I'm going to consolidate the past six months into one super credit section so first of all thanks to Rodri viney who did the music for this episode he was paul paul he wrote it and he sang it and he recorded it and i think it's brilliant and um thanks for that Rodri. and um, if you want to hear more of his music you can go to his website which is ratatosk.bandcamp.com ratatosk is his performing name and it's spelled r-a-t-a-t-o-s SK. In general, the podcast couldn't exist without the improvisational talents of Mike Wozniak, um, who's got his own podcast called Mr. Game Show. Look that up on iTunes. Henry Packer. Mike Bubbins, who's also got his own very funny podcast that he records in his own pub, which he built in his garden. That one's called Two Men, One Pub. Very good. Tom Crowley, who's involved in a podcast called Wooden Overcoats, which is a sitcom that you can find in podcast form on iTunes. And also Ellis James, who is part of the Ellis James and John Robbins podcast. Also, thanks to Tom Neenan for all help with ideas over the months. Uh, Big thanks to Nadia Kamal, Malang Echdolmer and Katie Storey, who've all done excellent acting. All of you who um, know me and had to ring my voicemail and say the words rich beef sausages, thank you very much. Um, If you ever need me to return the favour, I'm more than happy to do that. And the biggest thanks goes to you, the listener. Um, I'm really pleased that people listen to this. It's it's totally thrilling to me that that is the case. And um, what I really like about podcasting is that I don't know who most of you are. So, you know, you you could be, um, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un. If you are a fan, what I'd really like you to do is go on iTunes and click on our Beef and Dairy Network page and leave a review. Um, that would be really helpful to me. And if you like the podcast, that would be a, a nice way of uh, saying so. So please go ahead and do that. If you want to get in touch, you can do so um, on Twitter. You can follow us at Dairy, Or if you'd like, you can send us... I say ask me, um, an email on beefanddairynetwork at gmail.com. And I'm yet to receive um, an email from in that account. It's been there six months, um, so you would be the first, I think. Oh no, maybe the second. And that's it, really. Um, thanks so much for listening, and until next time, beef out.